The scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 15 to 24. One of the dinner guests on hearing this said to him, Blessed is anyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus said to him, Someone gave a great dinner and invited many. At the time for the dinner, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a piece of land, and I must go out and see it. Please accept my apologies. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I am going to go try them out. Please accept my apologies. Another said, I have just been married, and therefore I cannot come. So the slave returned and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and said to his slave, Go out at once into the streets and lanes of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And the slave said, Sir, what you ordered has been done, and there is still room. Then the master said to the slave, Go out into the roads and lanes and compel people to come in so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those who were invited will taste my dinner. Here ends the reading. These words are a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. So welcome to Folk Sunday. The word folk, as Mandy was telling the children, means all people, the common people. And it's related to the German word Volk, which means people. In the song that we're not, we haven't sung this one yet, Everyday People, there is a line that says different strokes for different folks. The word folk originated from an openly classist time when the aristocracy were distinguished from the common folk, the highborn from the servants. But folk music is not defined by clear musical terms. Rather, it's a form of art that reflects the values and the directions from a particular culture or region. It is often oral history and tradition passed down musically. Every culture has folk music and folk art and folklore and folk tales. And in this worship, we have older and contemporary American folk music. The feel is the same. It is the music for the common people. It is everyday people, something anyone can sing and it lifts up the values of all. Jesus' time was no different. His parables were a form like a, a folktale. They carry a meaning that apply to all people, especially to those in a classist system where they would be ignored or overlooked. Today's text is the parable of the great banquet. Jesus is explaining what the kingdom of God is like. It's like a great banquet. So the first image that comes to my mind of a great banquet reminds me of a family reunion in Ohio. Grandma's oak table expanded with the middle leaf put in. All the tables put end to end to make room for everybody. And then we can't hold them in the home so because there's so many people, like five generations, so we had to go to the, to the park to do that. 
and it was in the summer, and you met so many people that you didn't know were your family, and that somehow were related to you, all kinds of people. It expanded not only the table, but your whole conception of family. But this great banquet, it starts out with someone inviting his friends. We know he's rich because he has a servant that goes out and invites his friends. And his friends are wealthy because they buy land and they have five yoke of oxen and they get married and have the luxury of taking off. And we know he is rich because he can afford to throw a great banquet. Unlike the family reunion where everyone brings a dish to pass, this banquet was meant to impress. We aren't told the occasion. That doesn't really matter. Because for some reason, all of the friends have excuses why they cannot attend. Basically, the giver of the great banquet is snubbed by his social peers. And that causes him to invite the poor and the crippled, the blind and the lame, and orders his servant to invite those out on the, on the roads and the lanes and outside the city. So the servant goes out and invites people without land or homes or jobs, the people without family or support, the outcasts and the one who do not fit into the power class of the community. And he does all of this to fill his house. We really don't know what happens after that. It's a parable after all. We don't even know if they come to the dinner. Because this is a parable and a folk tale, and it is told by Jesus to explain something about the kingdom of God, the only people not coming to the banquet are those with excuses. No one is excluded. The value that the story tells is that the table has been expanded, extended to all even to those who have never been invited before. So in the song, The Poor Wayfaring Stranger, this American folk gospel originated in the 19th century. It talks about the kingdom of God as going home, going over Jordan, as Pam so beautifully sang, a land with no sickness and no toil or danger that is bright with beauteous fields and loved ones waiting to greet you. Or the room at the table written by Carrie Newcomer in 2014. She's known as the prairie mystic because she considers songwriting as a spiritual practice. And did you hear this practicing Quaker talk about the great, great banquet values in the message? Too long we have wandered, burdened and undone, but there is room at the table for everyone. Let us sing the new world in. This is how it all begins. There is room at the table for everyone. Or help somebody today with words penned in 1891 by Mary Brown. Let sorrow be ended. The friendless befriended. Help somebody today. That almost sounds as if she's addressing those with burdens and discouragements to help somebody today as an antidote to their human suffering holds the Christian value of being brothers and sisters and treating each other like kinfolk, expanding the idea of family. You can't miss the contemporary meaning of Bruce Springsteen's That's What Makes Us Great, when it includes immigrants 
The immigrants are those who come from everywhere longing to be free from sea to shining sea. They are the ones that are welcome at the table as well. We haven't sung this one yet, but we will sing Shed a Little Light, which is written by James Taylor, recognizes Martin Luther King and the message that we are all bound together. In the song it says, can't get no light from a dollar bill, accumulating wealth. Don't give me no light from a TV screen or fame. I want to drink my fill from the well on the hill. At the well where Jesus offers the Samaritan woman an outcast, living water. Well, we can't have Folk Sunday without Pete Seeger. Right, Jim? <laughs> 1949, If I Had a Hammer, that's the last song we sing today, was sung by the Weavers, that's Pete's folk music quartet, to support the USA Communist Party. In Seeger's eyes, the ideas of the Communist Party stood for were quintessentially American, to protect the little guy and defend against the attacks from the powerful. The folk music reached racially and politically across class boundaries, celebrating the common people. An investigation derailed the ban and got him blacklisted. His career opportunities were limited for years to come. Good thing he lived to be 94, huh? In Seeger's autobiography, author Dylan Matthews quotes his apology. Today, I'll apologize for a number of things, such as thinking that Stalin was simply a hard driver and not a supremely cruel misleader. I guess anyone who calls himself or herself a Christian should be prepared to apologize for the Inquisition, the burning of heretics by Protestants, the slaughter of Jews and Muslims by Crusaders. White people in the USA could consider apologizing for stealing land from Native Americans and for enslaving blacks, for putting Japanese Americans in concentration camps, and on and on. So let's look ahead. His songs were revived during the Civil Rights Movement in 1962, and Pete says he sung for Americans of every political persuasion. The message in I Had a Hammer is clear. The hammer is for hammering out justice. The bell is for ringing out freedom. The song is about love between brothers and sisters all over the land. As Sing to the Mountains reminds us, let the truth be known tonight. Don't go letting yourself hide. Go and sing just to just about everything because everything is you. I have this mental image of the closing scene of the great banquet. The people are all gathered around the tables end to end, and it's so many people that it spills out into the park-like grounds around the, around the rich man's house. The lame and the poor and the outcasts turn out to be people the rich man knows, friends who had fallen on hard times. And then the friends that snubbed him come limping in. They're recognizing that they too are lame and poor in so many other ways. And the boundaries are broken and the class system destroyed and they find themselves at a family reunion. That sounds kind of like the kingdom of God to me. I want to close with this parable from Peter Rollins. 
our recent theologian in residence. Around a large campfire late on autumn evening, Jesus comforted his disciples by speaking to them of a heavenly realm that far surpasses the beauty of anything on earth. Jesus spoke of this kingdom late into the night, painting pictures of heaven until the fire began to turn to ash and the chill filled the air. One by one, each of the disciples drifted off to sleep with images of heavenly treasure and luxurious mansions feeding their dreams. In the end, only Jesus and a poor, unknown, uneducated disciple were left, each one lost in their thoughts, watching as the last cinders of the fire began to die. After some time had passed, the solitary disciple looked over to Jesus and spoke. I was wondering about something, he said. Yes, my friend, Jesus replied. Well, there are so many people who follow you now. I can't help worrying that someone like me, an old, uneducated sinner, may get overlooked amidst all the great thinkers and politicians and preachers and radicals who are being attracted to you and your message. He turned his face away and continued, I've never even been in a mansion. In fact, I've never even seen one. So I don't care if I miss out on that. But tell me, will there be room enough for me when I die? Will there be somewhere for me to stay in the kingdom of which you speak? Jesus looked at the man with compassion. Don't worry, he whispered in a tone he could barely be heard over the distant, contented noises of a sleeping crowd. Tucked away in a tiny corner of heaven, away from the grand mansions and streets of gold, there's this cramped little stable. It doesn't look like much inside or out, but on a clear night, you can see the stars shine through the cracks, and you can feel the warm breeze on your skin, in this kingdom, that is where I live, and you will be welcome to live there with me. Amen.